It's a good show. tape with Johnny Pemberton here on the Starburns Industries Audio Network, also known as Starburns Audio or something equivalent to that. Today, my guest is a man whose initials are L-N, which is a very rare combination of letters in this world today. I mean, you hear a lot of other... I don't know any LNs yet. I know a license. I know an LPN. It's a licensed nurse practitioner. This guy's just an L-N, but he's not an L-N. It's an L and an N. You're listening to Live the Tape here. Uh, Johnny will be in here shortly. Once he gets in here, we're going to find a new pathway, uh, sort of a spirochete of sorts. We're going to bur- bury, we're going to bur- bury a bury. We're going to bury a, a spirochete into your brain to create a new pathway. Uh, first, you should subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast on iTunes. That's E-Y-E-T-Y-N-Z-S at jack.blast. iTunes, rate, rate, subscribe, review the podcast. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash live to tape, where you can get behind-the-scenes recordings, special mixes, and bonus episodes, and all kinds of other big big dollar special crap that you can't live without your damn piece of shack okay let's get into it here i'll play some music and i'm gonna introduce this guest once johnny arrives okay hi hey. <laughs> hi lucas neff hey johnny what's up man uh that was amazing no it was nothing that's all live. I'm just playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just goofing. Man, that's some, that's some skilled goofing, though. I'm I couldn't goofing. do that kind of skilled goofing. Well, you know what? It's all I have. Okay, well, then... It's, uh, like, it's sort of like, that's what, uh, you know, how they, what, they, what does God say? Shine your light. You know, uh, apparently God has either said everything or nothing, so well, I'm sure you're covered. He said everything and nothing, right? Yeah, I guess, right? It's just a contradiction in terms. That's all, God, all, all gods. Yeah, that's all God is. Mm-hmm. 
Dude, I'm so shocked to see you because you look radically different than the last time yeah, I saw you. Yeah, I know. You. I'm a totally different human being. If uh, there's a chance like I could be a <laughs> doppelganger or an imposter who's uh, killed Lucas and okay. just looks enough like, like I could pass. Because you look like when I first met you. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, my guest today is a man by the name of Lucas Neff. He's an actor. He's a comedian. He's a dancer. He's a dad. I do it all. <laughs> You're not a dad, though. You have, you have a lot of dogs. I have a lot of dogs. I'm a dog dad. Yeah. But you're like a real dog dad. You have lots of dogs. Four. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I think that might be one over how many you're allowed No, no, to no. Have. It's legal now. It's legal now. <laughs> it's legal now to have four Yeah, just dogs. like weed, baby. It's all good now. <laughs> is that, is that Let's some, bring it into the light. Was that a rider they attached to the weed bill? Was the, you can have, hey, man, what if we slip this in with the, yeah, <laughs> with the uh, weed bill? <laughs> we all voted, man. <laughs> legal weed and one more dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's mm-hmm. the funniest fucking thing because I, I love that shit when they, when they attach riders to bills oh, crazy it's riders so funny, yeah. it's all completely it feels like it shouldn't be legal yeah. to have like a bill about education and suddenly about like oh it's okay to kill bears in Alaska or yeah. something like that yeah. with gold ingots you can <laughs> now beat them to death but kids yeah. get a, kids get books you know so it's it works like, oh, out I don't know I guess if you're rich enough to have a gold ingot that's how you say it right yeah I think so ingot that's one of those words I've heard. I remember seeing it in the video game as a kid and being like, Ignat seems too stupid to be the right way to say this. Mm-hmm. It should be like Ignol or some like. Yeah, Ingol. Ingol. Yeah, like the T is silent. Can I get an Ignat, please? A gold Ignat. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like it's seasonal, right? Like an Eggnot? Yeah. You know, it's creamier. It's creamier. A little bit of rum? A little bit of rum. So you got four dogs. I got four dogs. And How many do you have dogs? I got one dog. Yeah, I thought you had one dog. She's big though, but you know, still. How just big warm. is big? Sixty pounds plus. Eighty pounds. Eighty-five pounds. She's XL in all categories. Um, we've even bought her things like frivolous, dumb things like a um, like a vest to wear in the pool that has a shark fin on it. Oh. And it doesn't fit around her body. Also, all the harnesses we've ever, ever bought her, all the harnesses we've ever, I just the, the, all the harnesses we've ever, ever yeah. have been. Her chest is so big. So massive. They, they, what breed dog is this? She's like a mix, some weird uh, ranch. We call her, I call her a ranch hound. Okay. Because we got her from a horse ranch. Because she's dressy. She's dressy. And, she, well, they found them. They found these dogs. Like, I may have told the story a bunch in the podcast, but listeners, if I have, you're just going to have to relax and hear it again. But knowing that nothing is ever the same, it's always just slightly different. Yeah, so, you can't step in the same river twice. Exactly. Frustrating map makers everywhere. Yeah. Oh, river. Mm-hmm. Oh, river. Don't flow so much, please. Map maker Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's such a big. She's a big. Uh, it's just weird that a girl dog can be that big. That's not normal. Why do you feel like girl dogs? Is, is that a thing? Yeah. Uh, but for the breed, is that she? Is she big for the ranch hound breed? I think that. Well, in general, most female dogs are smaller than the male. Yeah, it's sexual like dysmorphia thing. is common in nature, for sure. Man, that was a cool thing just to say. Oh, I feel like you, I, I, I re-listened to our podcast that you were on, yeah. and I'm convinced you're the smartest person I've ever met. So oh. I don't think there's anything I could offer that's going to surprise you. Okay, I, well, you just did. I mean, barely. I feel like it was like, it, what's? It, do you even experience surprise anymore? Like, when's the last time you genuinely experienced surprise, and not just now? Uh, well, I did just now, but I you <sighs> see, not, so not just now. I'm trying to, you know, honestly, like a like a surprise, like wow, I didn't know that kind mm-hmm. of thing, or just like the feeling of surprise. <sighs> It's been probably a while. I've been scared. I've been like, whoa, like, 
Startled. Startled, but that's yeah. not the same thing. I heard what I, I am convinced. Well, I'm not convinced, right. but I heard something that was sound like it had to be gunshots last night outside of my window. Right. Like around 3 a.m. It was, and uh, my wife and I are confused because she heard, dish, 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 dish. Mm-hmm. and I heard, dish, 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 dish. And so we're we're like we know like in essence we heard about the same thing but yeah. the the cadence of it was different but it sounded like gunshots yeah. and we were like maybe it's a car backfiring but my mother-in-law is sta- just came tonight to stay with us right. and she's from Australia where That's guns right. are not there there's no guns there there's no more yeah there's no guns there I took him there's no guns they took him away fed him to the kangaroos <laughs> it's great but uh so we're like she's immediately woke up like oh my god there, uh, uh, guns everywhere in America. I don't um, think it was guns. Yeah, I'm, I don't know, but there was no like hullabaloo, nothing on Google the next day. But it's what could it have been? Like a car, I've never heard a car backfire like that. It was probably firecrackers. No, it wasn't firecrackers. How do you know? Because I've I've heard firecrackers. They don't sound like it was such a. It was like a. It was like a. The rhythm and cadence of it. Like firecrackers are like. Yeah. <laughs> You know, or something like that. It's like a, it's like a spattering, like the diarrhea of explosions. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like this was a very pronounced, deliberate uh, cadence. You know what? Well, there's a couple things here. One, the fact that you and your wife heard it differently. But what you described to me, those were the opposite in terms of. There were the one was the mirror of the other. It was like one, mm-hmm. two, three, one versus one, one, two, three. Yeah, exactly. So maybe one of you is just audio dyslexic. I mean, probably me. She's okay. great at melodies, great at tunes. I'm essentially like uh, tone deaf and melody, really? melody amnesiac. Like I cannot remember melodies to save my life. Man, I have the opposite problem. I like too musical. I like can't stop being musical. I can't stop being musical. I get songs. I do this thing uh, we call parroting. Which is where I'll just fucking be singing the same thing over. I've had this hook. I'm pretty sure it might. I'm not sure now anymore. But for the past four or five months, I've been singing the same, like two bars. What I think is from the Stravinsky uh, "Rite of Spring" opera, or maybe okay. the "Firebird Suite." It's one, it's one of those ones that's like really, like real heavy. Mm-hmm. And it's been in my head because it's like this weird thing that goes, dun, dun. Let me see if I can actually, now I can get this out. Yeah. But I'm always that I mean, last that's a song. classic Stravinsky reverb, so I'm hearing it. But I think that last note, I'm always hitting it wrong. And so it keeps resetting over I mean, and over again. I know it was immediately evocative for me of the piece of music you're talking about. I think. Yeah. I think I know exactly. Yeah, that was very accurate. I think. But then again, I have no idea. That's a pretty I'm, goddamn evocative piece of music. I'm melody amnesiac. Either way, you may have heard gunshots. Mm-hmm. I may have, but also maybe it was just like some incredibly realistic sound system, and they just turned the mu- the sound up for that one uh, three and a half second. Whoa! This is probably one of my favorite sounds that exists. This is true phasing right now. True phasing. This is true. True phasing. It's yeah. like um, when uh, Jim Caviezel's dad communicated to him through frequencies. What if you're like, Whoosh, Jim? When did Jim do yeah, that? Yeah, I need to talk to you. I'm Jim Caviezel's dad did that in frequency. 
Oh, I haven't seen Frequency. When Neither have I, but I remember. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. I think they've also made it into a TV show now. They've also made it into a TV show. And if you just show. added like that, like interrupted by like, it can't break through the statics, Jim. Jim, I can't break through. Don't come back to the past. Don't do it. You know? And then he did. I don't know what happened. I think he might have been like somehow in the past become black. Jim Caviezel did? Yeah. Was that a different movie? Dude, no. I don't know. You, we both haven't seen it. Frequency. In, anyway, in Frequency, he How goes back in the back. Uh, uh, 12 years, I'll say. 14 years old. 14 or so years old. Frequency. 2004, I'll say. Frequency. I used to think that frequency meant something like, meant something like an audio weapon. Because I, I remember hearing that Cars song. Uh, I think it's all you, all you Need. And they have that one keyboard part that's like... That song... Are, uh, you, did you, are you a musician? I used to be. I guess so, yeah. I didn't know that about you. Well, man, now you know. When was the last time you were surprised? Uh, I'm trying to think about that. I think I've been... You su- can't even surprise yourself with a thought. I've been surprised by hearing some music that I was like, Oh, fuck, this is really good. And okay. I need to hear it. Like um, that song we were listening to when you came in. That Warren, that's Warren G. I need a light. It's the Fred Wreck remix, which to me I've listened to over and over and over again. When I first heard that, I was really surprised at just how, just how fucking good it is, and how I don't. I guess I get surprised when I don't know about something that's really good. Yeah, I mean, I, what I've been doing now is uh, I subscribe to Apple Music. Think uh-huh. of that what you will. But I'll put in search terms of like th- like elements that I want to be in the music right. that I want to listen to right now, like hot saxophone playlist. Like hot I'm just sax. trying to find like great saxophone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pop pop music and and saxophone blended together. And I'm I find all sorts of music that I normally wouldn't listen to. Like I was listening to this Vangelis uh, album, Oceanic. Okay. recently and like it's not all great and it's very like of a time it's got this sort of electronica yeah. techno uh, sort of vibe that it, you know it's vaguely filmic because he does a lot of film stuff but there's this one song on it uh, The Sirens Whispering which is so play it? yeah play it it's really Vangelis? kind of fun yeah Vangelis Sirens. Sirens Whispering I think that's what it's called it's, oh I'm got it's coming up right now here we go here we go here it is already good mm-hmm it's got a lot of stuff happening in it. So the ocean is already good. Yeah, it takes you to a place immediately, the ocean. And then it's like, whoa. It's like the ocean is bringing you the music. And then it just gets like, it's just kind of fun, you know? This is good. Yeah, especially in LA, I feel like music that you can sort of like cruise to is like a very important part of living in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Like music that suits your car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something that you can sort of like drift in and out of uh, uh, attention with. Yeah, something you can drone out to and you don't have to think about someone mm-hmm. in a Dodge Challenger trying to pass you on the right and the shoulder on the shoulder. Yeah, some guy who's swerving recklessly in the lanes in front yeah. of you, not signaling, you know, just making moves and not, suddenly. And they're not getting anywhere either. No, they're not getting anywhere faster. We're all going to the same place. Forward. Death. Yeah, exactly. We're all going to the same place. Death. Death. I, I think about that all the time of yeah. like, everyone who will remember me will someday be forgotten. Yeah. You know? Isn't that, that's an old thing, right? It's, I think that's an old Your thing. Your three and, um, deaths, right? Your three deaths, is that what you're talking about? Oh, I guess, I mean, I remember seeing some video in probably grade school about a, uh, an Asian culture, and they, you're, you're alive as long as someone who remembers you, who knew you was alive. 
Yeah, I th- I, what I heard was like sometimes I was like, uh, you die, the people who know you die, and then the people who remember, like the, the last time your name is said. Wow. Right? And those are your three deaths. That's like a weird thing to think about. It's one of those like back of the neck kind of things. Yeah, right. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like a, a tiny spider crawling up the back of your neck. Yeah. Like a spider web. But yeah, it gets into this like there's some vocal stuff that happens. Really? And some, like yeah, it starts keep, it keeps sort of like shifting and changing a little bit and like layering in and layering out. And I was like, oh, this is because I was just like sort of like trying to find new music, which I'm always like, I, you yeah. know, you get trapped in listening to the same thing over and over and over oh, and over again. Like, like a crazy person, yeah. Like you know your favorite meal, but for your ears. I never and thought then, about that way. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, you know, so I, you know, I do try to do that at restaurants too, or like I try to force myself, even at restaurants where I have a favorite item, right. to like force myself to get something that I haven't gotten before, Isn't because I'm like that, maybe I'm missing out. Do you ever? But there's also that thing to be said about, um, you know, if you like something, like I really like. What do I like to eat a lot of? I guess I really like. Okay, I really love having a really good, basic, uh, solid. Uh, Neapolitan style pizza. Whoa! Have you seen Ugly Delicious? I have seen some of it. Yeah, the first episode. Did you see the Neapolitan pizza thing? I didn't. They, they talk. They go to all Naples and they okay. talk all about the the history of of Neapolitan pizza and okay. how they've they've they have rules. Oh, there are. That makes there are sense. rules for the ingredients and where you're supposed to get them yeah. from. Yeah, we have to have and the San Marzano tomatoes. I know mm-hmm. that much. A mozzarella. There's like a yeah. specific kind of buffalo, buffalo mozzarella, mozzarella that you're yeah. supposed to use. But originally, it wasn't buffalo mozzarella. They changed that ingredient for something else because uh, they had all this mozzarella, and the che- the other cheese, I guess, was getting kind of hard to guess. They're like, hey, right. you can use buffalo mozzarella now, and okay. so that changed. Change the rules. The, yeah, right. It's it's just so funny because it's so hard and fast until it isn't. The Italians love that kind of shit. They love for being like, these are the rules, except for this time. <laughs> There's all these Italian language rules, I guess. And then sometimes they make an exception. It's like, why do you make an exception here? It sounds better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds better when you do it this way for one, this one time. Except like the English language, you know, I before E, except when it isn't. Except when it isn't, yeah. You know? That shit's got me in so much trouble so many times. <laughs> yeah, with the law. It's like the word I use more than... The, the most common I before E word that exists is... Received friend, friend. Well, friend is the friend works, but I I'm received. It's e before I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is e before I. I. Ceiling. Ceiling too. Is it? E, well, it's after C, right? I before E, except after C oh. and some other cases. It's after C. I didn't know that. Yeah, like ceiling. Uh, that's all I can think of right now. If someone had told me that, I would have would have saved so much pro, so many. Tr- so many trips to the dentist. But I don't think it always <laughs> is, though, is it? Like, uh, it can't be. Like, uh, Dear uh, listeners, you're listening to Live Tape. If you have an exception for us, please uh, check out the Discord page, which will be live probably the next couple of days. I'm sorry about that. But the uh, otherwise, you can email live to tape podcast at gmail.com with your exceptions, complaints, or... Um, if you want to, if you want to send a message to Lucas via me, I will filter down and change the spelling and change the tone completely. It's live to tape podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I before C, I before C after E. Yeah, C, the C, oceanic. This shit is just great. Isn't it nice? It's really pleasant. There's another, there's a recent discovery my wife made, mm-hmm. I think, of this guy, Archie James Cavanaugh. Damn. It's really cool stuff. It's this Inuit guy who had this album it released in 1980 that was only released in Alaska. So it's essentially oh. an Eskimo singing to other Eskimos. Wait a second. Okay, I gotta look this up because I'm already on board. Okay, Ar- Archie James Cavanaugh. Yeah, I think with a K. Not the Archie. The Archie has a C. Archie James Cavanaugh. What do you and think it's of- I before E, but after H after the C. 
Take It Easy, 1980, baby. Uh huh. Take It Easy is a great one. Also, uh, there's like Just Being Friends. Oh, it's a groove, man. This is straight up stupid good. Uh huh. 1980, but only in Alaska. This song, this song, for years was only heard in Alaska. <laughs> oh man, this is awesome. <laughs> Wastely comes in. It's not what you expect. Right, man. It's a groove. Wait, Ladies boy. and gentlemen, you're listening to Live. This guy can sing, man. This guy, this, this cat can bellow. Yeah, man. A mellow bellow, baby. Ooh, I like that little horn pop. Uh-huh. Nothing about this makes me think of Alaska. Nothing. Which I think is the best part about it. Yeah. Right? It's a surprise. It's a, it's a true surprise. Yeah, it's a true surprise. He's got that eagle on there, that special American eagle. And the art, the album art, also doesn't lead you to believe that it would sound like this. You have no idea. Okay, well, that, there's a little note yeah. there, listeners. Uh, Archie James Cavanaugh, take it easy. And you can also explore further from there if you wish to uh, deviate from that path. I want to go back to something we touched upon a second ago. Okay. Talking about, you were talking about the three deaths, and it made me think about how, you, how, you need to, how you're talking about how you need to branch out sometimes and do something different for your, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how that's sort of the case with... Like a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times I've, uh, I'll, st- I'll stay with what I've got because if, if I know, like the ne- Neapolitan pizza, right? Mm-hmm. I like it. It's good. It makes you me feel good. You know what you're going to get. I'm going to get. But it's also nice to see the variations on a theme that you get when right. you order the thing that you're used to getting. Elgar. What's that? Variations. I figured you'd dig that since you talked about Stravinsky. See, I don't... Edward Elgar, uh, he uh, created the variations, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, symphony, opera. Right. It's, this, it's this very famous um, classical music piece, uh, I think most famously used in cinema in the uh, Color Trilogy by Kisla- oh, Kislowski. Oh, yeah, Christoph Kislowski. Mm-hmm. What's uh, this? You're dropping some stuff on me I didn't know about. I'm really surprised. I honestly expect every time I open my mouth no. to bore you slightly with how much you already know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, you know, about. but sometimes what's what happens, you have like people who are moving forward, but they're on like different tracks, and for some reason, they're totally, they're so much different because they're they're separate, and so you're experiencing things at a, the same rate, but you're just not, you just you don't. You encounter different things, yeah, right? Yeah, you encounter different things, even no though. There's no way to avoid it. Yeah. You're just going to 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 run into different things, and also just like you run you run into the same thing on a different day, right? And it's the river you can't step in twice. I guess there's a lot of thematic right. uh, circling here happening, well, which is I, fun. That's what I was thinking about. Is because uh, I think there's something if you if you keep certain things consistent all the time, that can help you with other with help you with finding things that aren't consistent. Because it's like a thing where if you always sort of do certain things the same way if you have like a a regiment you know mm-hmm. and certain like i feel like for for me when i have like my dietary regi- regi- regime mm-hmm. down like i eat the same thing all the time except with rant with uh some slight variations Minor variations sometimes. yeah it makes it makes those variations better because i'm you can not taste just, the difference more <clears throat> readily right. right yeah because i'm not just constantly being like oh, i have this oh, i have that oh, i have this oh, i have that if you're always 
if you're if you're living a novelty all the time, the novelty stops becoming novel. Yeah, the novelty becomes yeah. the routine. Right, and so it just wears everything down. And so it's that's why I guess I I think that. Uh, yeah, it's nice to change what you eat, but at the same time, it's this also... Is, this is actually so... Per- I'm sorry okay. to interrupt, but this is so perfect before we like launch into another sideways move, right? la- lateral move conversationally. Uh, I started... Uh, uh, I watched. I saw The Death of Stalin very recently, okay. and it's a really funny movie. Highly recommend. But it made me... Uh, like. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll reread Master and Margarita. It made me think of like you know Russian authors and Russian writers. Okay. And I was like, you know, I haven't read Master and Margarita in a long time. Who's, who's that by? Uh, Mikhail Bulgakov. Okay. Uh, what, he, else did that, what else did that guy do? Uh He's most famous for the Master and Margarita. He wrote some. The other... Master and Margarita. Yeah. So it sounds is... like a Jimmy Buffett song, yeah. but it's not. It's about the devil in Moscow, essentially. What does Margarita um, mean? It's a person. Okay. But um, uh, the thing is, it only exists for an English-speaking person in translation. Oh. Right. And so, like, I was on the road when I decided I wanted to revisit it, and I only had my phone, so I downloaded an audio book so I could just, like, Im- I'm a very impulsive, impatient person. Okay. Could immediately begin listening to it. But then I was like, it was so good that I was like, oh, I want to read this too, so I can just see. I like seeing sentences on paper. Yeah. So I, I understand their construction better. And I, I feel like I appreciate the uh, the writing more when I can see the way it, it lands on the page and, yeah. and the words, like, sort of pop more it's a it's a different experience um but the thing is the translation i got for audiobook is difficult to find for uh for uh, a, a, a book a print an, a print version yeah. of it so i ended up like finding all these different translations and reading i kept rereading the same chapter and i think i read about seven different translations of the same chapter or more like uh, five maybe Sounds four like or a five. lot of work uh you know if you enjoy it it's it's just you know it's not work if you enjoy it right it's true um but the funny thing was i was like oh you know you could see like oh in this translation they use the word zenith mm-hmm. and then in this translation they use the word apex okay. um in this were in this translation they use they describe a pair of glasses as being supernaturally proportioned and in this one they say like uh fantastically oversized wow. or something like that you know what i mean and there's all these like tiny very tiny variations yeah. and you begin to realize of course that you you're never unless you speak russian and read russian you're never going to read the actual book yeah you're always going to read this thing that is like uh, vaguely circling around it, but you get these right. variations on a theme, mm-hmm. and you get like you know like having the Neapolitan pizza, where like the, you know you change a small thing, a small ingredient, one ingredient mm-hmm. in time, and you begin to taste the difference. And uh, it, it's really fascinating listening to one translation and then yeah. reading. I'm listening to uh, a Michael Carpelson translation, which I personally think is the best <laughs> translation I've encountered. Hi, Michael Carpelson. If you're listening, we love your translation. Dude, it is such a good translation. Can you please send me a printed copy of it? I'd like to read it um but then i emailed them he would do it be like oh wow no one no one talks no one's talked to me in four years (laughs) (laughs) oh this is the first human interaction i've had in four years except for my mother who's dying and uh and like all these these yeah my parents yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um and then i've been reading this uh uh the mira ginsburg translation which i think is the is the most uh fun translation that i've encountered but it's of the 1967 edition of the book which still had redacted censored pages so it's interesting because I, i think i'm getting an audiobook of the unredacted version Version, wow. And then I'm reading a translation of a slightly redacted, slightly censored version. So I'm getting these two similar but different experiences, each of them pleasurable. Do you feel at all that you are wasting your time on one book? Yes. Okay. The printed version. Because I have it's so still very many good, books. but I would kill to get the. But I'm not one book. I just mean like one. This is just one book in general. This is only one thing. Mm-hmm. 
I always have that problem where I have I have I have more books than I than I have read. I haven't read all the books that I own, and I always am buying books, and I'm always you know playing catch up and stuff. And I was thinking yesterday, oh, I'm going to die before I've read all the books I want to read. What's a book that you need to read? Well, I don't need to read any book. But really. I mean, do you, do you feel like there's like do you have a list of like you're like oh I need to get to this? Um, I don't have a list so much. I have a bunch of um in my library that I. What, is there anyone that you're like? Well, I can't wait to get to this book. I think there's there's a couple uh there's a couple I want to read some uh, what's his name uh, Dickens books. I have nickel. I bought nickel. Nicholas Nickleby. Right, it's, but its size is daunting to me. It's, Nickleby. It's yeah, it's long. I just uh, I read Infinite Jest for okay. the first time to completion a few years ago. It's great. I really recommend it. I won't read it, and it can't be good. <laughs> it's too long to be good. If, have you never read Moby Dick then? I've read. I started reading Moby Dick. I got about a third of the way through, and I stopped recently for some reason. Did you, was it was it was it one of the whale taxonomy chapters? We were no, like, I how li- much do I need to know about like whale vertebrae? Shit. I like that shit a lot. I just st- I put it down. I have a problem where I'll start reading a book on a Kindle, and I, I have uh, I can't do audiobooks, and I have trouble with Kindles. To me, is like okay, if I have to travel and I can't take a book with me, I'll have to take the Kindle because you can read on it. But there's something about it where I don't. I just love having the book. Yeah, the book's better. The book's always better. I, so, I, 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 it's a from a book. writing perspective, a similar thing. I recently purchased a typewriter, mm-hmm. an Olivetti 32, which is like uh, for the. I'm getting to the stage in my life where I actually research things before I buy them yeah. to try and find like what is going to be the best and, and most suitable version of it for me to right. enjoy. And uh, it is exactly that experience of like the the having the physical relic mm-hmm. of your writing in your hands is such a different and more pleasurable experience than yeah. this e- ethereal digital copy that yeah. exists in this infinite regression of of editorial editorialization. You yeah, know what you, I mean? You also can't really feel the weight of of where you are in the book. Yeah, Which to me, it's like because I always go back. I was okay. What's that guy's name? Or what was that thing they said? It's being referenced again, and it's easy to do with a book because you kind of have like a a feel to where where you're going, and you still, you feel your progress. But with the with the um, look at this, a robocall. Ooh, is it a, is it a clone number for six digits? Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Good day to you. My name is Jermaine. I'm with the Health Alert Hotline. I am returning a call. Someone at your number called into one of her commercials and expressed an interest in a back brace or a knee brace. Was it for your back or was it for your knees? It's for both, actually. Okay, it's at no cost or obligations for me to assist you in getting the braces. The braces are covered with your health insurance. Do you have Medicare, the red, white, and blue paper card? Uh, I think so. I can't find it right now, though. I, I'm, I'm a real mess. It's fine. Okay, we're just asking. Okay. Uh, have you ever received a brace with your Medicare before? I don't think so. I have trouble remembering things. Okay, are, okay, are you currently getting a brace with any other company? No, I need braces bad. Okay, and do you think your doctor will be okay with you getting a brace? I don't really care. Okay, not a problem. What I'm going to do is only take your first and last name and only your zip code, okay? Okay, you ready? Okay, what is your first name? Kevin. K-E-V-I-N. You got it. And your last name is? Tipcorn. T-I-P-C-O-R-N. 
Okay, T I P C O R N. Yep. What is your zip code? Nine zero zero one seven. Nine zero zero one seven. Okay. Right, I'm Lucas. Connected to one yep. for. That's in Los Angeles, California, correct? Oh, you got it, baby. Okay, what I'm going to do is just quickly have the back brace specialist and knee brace specialist tell you when you're going to get your braces and the size brace you're going to get. Okay. It won't take long. You're just going to hear some ringing, but I'm still here on line with you. Just a second. My partner's here with me. Is it okay if he if he listens? Because he, he helps me with decisions. Hi. Okay, not a problem. Just a second. Okay, thank you. My name is Jason. It's also five letters. He said hi. Okay, next hi. you'll hear a recording that the call is being monitored. Oh, really? That's so crazy. It's, it is being monitored. Transferring you to a representative. This call will be recorded for quality purposes. I bet it is. And next, the, re yeah, next the representative is going to come online and introduce themselves so they can further assist. No problem. Hi. Hi, good day. I'm online. Yeah, Mr. Kevin, Tip Carney's online. He's interested in the back brace and knee brace. Could you assist him, please? Sure. Hello. Hello. This yes, is Mr. From the pain Hi, I'm in a lot of pain. I I... Oh, that was cool sound. It's spelled like it sounds. Tipcorn. T I P C O R N. Okay. T I P C O R N. Yep. Tip like the top of a corn. Tip of a corn. Tip corn. Receiving a back and a knee brace. Are you underwater? It sounds really warbly on your end. It sounds like. Oh. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, our line is uh, good, ma'am. Uh, it's it's on your end, by the way. That's why mm. I get convinced. It's on our end. Oh. <laughs> I. Okay. Well, you know what? Life is. What do you make of it? So, okay, uh, you, hi, my name is Jason. I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt for a second. My, my name is Jason. Do you guys have any other kind of brace? I don't have back or knee problems, but my 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 pelvic area. I've been experiencing a lot of pain there. Do you have any pelvic uh -huh. braces? This is Jason. Oh, unfortunately, sir, we only have for back, knees. Uh, Do you know a place where I could get a good pelvic brace? Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hello? We just got ditched. Uh, Classic. <clears throat> That's one of the longest robocalls I've ever done. <laughs> Usually I say, right when they, I say yes, yes, and when I get in line with the person, I say, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and then they hang up on me. And one time a guy was like, no, you can't say this. You don't want to kill yourself. I'm like, I do. I really do. <laughs> the second it's starting to be recorded? Uh, the second they turn me to a live person, I'll say that. Oh, Which I, sometimes I realize, I'm like, I shouldn't say this. That's like an incredibly dark thought to be just shooting out into the void of a, of, of a stranger. Another person's brain. But at the same time, I'm like, I get so many robocalls. I get, yeah, like uh, the whole cloning thing is crazy to me, where they clone the first that six digits cool. of your number. Do you know about, oh, this is a cool. I got in a fight with a guy because I said, stop calling me. Really? And it was like, it was some dude's number, I think, that they had stolen. Yes. Oh. Well, that's what they do. I actually became friends with a guy. My old friends with a guy. I actually, maybe I can find this. I should play this right now. I'm going to play this in the podcast. It's so short. 
But this guy, I kept calling him and talking to him. And I told him what was happening. And he was uh, very nice. And I just thought, like, this is such a cool thing. I, I, honestly, he's got to live in L.A. I, I really should try to hang out with this guy. I should say, hey, man, this is super weird, but I think we should probably hang out just because some something fate has brought us together. You're obviously of a very different... Your life is different than mine. He, he sounds like a, a black dude, probably... Um, I don't know, he just... Oh, where is it? I think it was his name. His name is Robbie. Okay. I saved the... I still have the voicemail, I'm pretty sure. It's Here down it there. I have it saved as my boy Robbie. Okay, this is it. Check it out. Hey, what's up, Johnny Mike? I just got your lip call, man. What's going on with you, though? <laughs> How you that's like great that? that's so friendly exactly and we talked on the phone i told him like hey man so this, these these people jack numbers and they stole yours and called me thinking mm-hmm. and that's why How i was calling you back possible i think it's just it's just the new age there's this thing called the magic jack right mm-hmm. there's that i think it has something with the with the magic jack i don't know what that, i've never heard magic of that jack is this internet it's like the thing your old parents get to make phone calls using the internet. You can call like for free. Oh. It's for people who don't understand that long distance doesn't cost anything anymore. Right. And they, it's basically like a like a way to. But take it does a, though international. It does, but it's a way to turn your your phone into basically a long distance walkie-talkie. Like like a Skype, like yeah. a Skype thing where you can be like like that. And I think it has something to do with that because it uses numbers that exist. And these people who do this have some sort of a similar type thing. It just gets me, man. Every time I hear this music, I'm just this like... It's just great. I start bobbing along to it. I just feel like I'm, I'm adrift in a pleasant yeah. sea. I can't believe how good this is. It's mm-hmm. killing me. The rest... Not all of the album is as good as this track, really? in my opinion. But God. this track is worth listening to every, like I would listen to every other track this guy's made just to see if anything reaches this level of pleasure his name is Vangelis Vange- this yeah, is Vangelis Chariots of Fire right yeah Chariots of Fire I sometimes run to Chariots of Fire really? like a real oh my God. a real cool guy what were you saying now before we got interrupted by the back and neck, neck brace specialists there's something uh, we're talking about that book yeah, oh, B- Bulgakov, Master and Margarita. Okay, right, but we're talking about... And printed edition and the Kindle. Edition, and, the Kindle, and, yeah. yeah. Okay, what I was thinking about is I, I saw someone or heard someone say something about how uh, the the book is the greatest piece of technology ever invented. Uh, I Yeah, I was reading about... Uh, well, I was reading a different thing, probably that you've also read about how... Um, uh, communication, our modes of communication, yeah. uh, basically determine how we function as a society, okay. and how the age of typo- typography was like this enormous life-changing thing. But it was sort of uh, the beginning of uh, you know, like it, it, it was long-form thought, right? Okay. It was the pro- the progression of long-form thought for people, where you could continue to follow one abstract conceptual thought through to its its most final completion, right? Okay. But now, and, and since the age of typography, since we got to the age of the telegraph, mm-hmm. essentially, uh, and then to TV, and then from there, like, you know, of electronic communication, we've, we've continually reduced the length of the thought. Wow. So we've gotten to now where it's literally like, you know, whatever is the maximum amount of characters you can put in a tweet. You know what I mean? This is where communication and that uh, as a sort of a 
in, uh, unintended but natural consequence of that, our own ability to communicate changes because we get we stop communicating or listening mm-hmm. uh, in the same way because we start dealing with these truncations yeah. uh, as opposed to these like longer, more nuanced discussions, right? That's why everyone says shit like, oh, the world's terrible now, or oh, all these fucking assholes. This. It's because you can't talk to them enough to actually realize... You're both probably the exactly the same. Yeah, and it takes time. It takes time, yeah. and it takes an extended uh, an extended foray yeah. into thought. And that was what the t- typography gave us, so mm-hmm. that the printed word and the novel becomes this incredible, uh, like, amazing evolutionary leap in sort it's of like, like human technology. It's yeah, sort of like a it's like a a, a intercom- an ICBM of of communication versus mm-hmm. a. A tiny pebble. <laughs> yeah, we're just fucking pea shooting at each yeah. other now. And it's like you have to either have to. We have we need, what we need is a return to total war. <laughs> return to total war. Return to turtle to, to turtle war. Turtle war. I'm gonna pause for a brief moment to get a glass of water. Yeah, we'll and be I'm, right back. I'm gonna pee. We'll be right back here on live to tape. But actually, we're not really going to go anywhere because we're going to pause the recording. I'm going to break the tradition and pause it. And it's going to be seamless because fucking that's how this shit works. Ready? We're going to say three. We'll say three, two, one, and then we'll cut. And then we'll just be back. Three, Three, two, two, one. Here we're back here on live to tape. We never went anywhere, but we did. Uh, I want to play this for you. Let me continue talking. Um, we're just here in my truck right now. Is this your truck? This is my truck. This is my beige uh, 9K series Ford. It's a um, it's a big well, it's a big rig. Yeah, is that a pickup truck? No, it's just a big rig. A big rig? What's a big rig? It means it's pulling pulling like a a, a semi. It's the tractor trailer we're in right now. We're in a wow. tractor trailer. We're tra- we're hauling. Convoy. Yeah. We're convoying. This is um, this is 330 horse, 11.1 liter, Series 60 Detroit Eaton, 13 speed, straight piped, pulling a quad axle dump trailer hauling mortar sand. How are they able to measure what a horse is capable of? It's an old thing, I think. Do we think it's accurate? It's not. Like this is th- what 330 horses would be yeah. capable of. Yeah. Isn't that crazy to think about that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it really is. We got, we got so many horses out there. <laughs> what were we talking about right before we left, though? We were talking about something interesting, obviously. Uh, yeah, the most interesting. Super compelling. We were talking about... Maybe more about... I mean, it was still about books, I suppose, wasn't it? Oh, we were talking about the ICBM of communica- yeah, communication. T- Return to Turtle War. Well, how did you get into these kind of books? Um, these what- type of... these. There's all this Russian stuff. It's so heavy. Uh, you know, it was just like I watch. I'm super impressionable, and I'm super also like a little bit like fixative. Like when I encounter something that's interesting to me. Okay, you kind of go down the wormhole. Yeah, I go full immersion into it. Got it. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I just realized that I, I, I'm also looking for like there's certain things that I'm like certain characteristics of things that I'm looking to kind of put. It's like mm-hmm. search terms almost for like yeah. Google. Or like I think of Google and YouTube as like little wish machines where I'm like, I want to see something that has all of these ingredients yeah. you know unforgettable bugs you know <laughs> uh, lo- confused 
uh, Japanese man on a plane. Yeah. You know, like you just hope, and Google provides some sort of like answer. You know,、uh-huh. like、um, uh, most quickly canceled、uh, Bulgarian TV. TV yeah, <laughs> TV show. Exactly, exactly. And you're like, what's gonna come up?、Um, and it's the same thing with books. Where I'm like, oh, I want something with magical realism. I want, you know, I'm, I'm just got this Russia thing. So now I'm thinking about in Russia, and then I'm like, oh, you know, Stalin era,、yeah. Soviet era writers, and then you know, so you're like, oh, and then、uh, you know, something that's like, but something that's of a classical, like it's hit a certain sort of like watermark in、okay. terms of how it's、so、regarded. You can trust it.、Thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a vouched for、yeah. experience. Because、um, it's very difficult. It's hard to find good modern literature for me. I don't think.、Uh, I think it's you know by by I, I'm a by recommendation kind of person. Though、it's, I do like to go into bookstores and just read the first page of books. Yeah. And if if I, if one grabs me, then I buy it. Okay. Because、um, sometimes I'm like, yeah, you know, you, you want to. It's like,、uh, what's frustrating about any business enterprise? Where you're like,、uh, or like in in the industry out here, as an actor, you're like, oh, it's so safe to hire an actor that you know. Yeah. You know, it's so safe to hire an actor that you know is going to deliver a certain, like the Neapolitan pizza of actors,、mm-hmm. as opposed to trying something totally new off the menu. That's、well, kind of how everything works, right? It's like it's, a, it's how you and I get work a lot of times. It's like, yeah. You know, oh, you know, a person is going to show up. You know, a person's going to do at least a certain level because they've done it before with、yeah. other people. Because there's so much writing on that shit, it's like you can't. If you get if you get someone in there who isn't isn't vetted, it's like it's it's a waste of your time. Like how many insurance? I, you know, I have a Kindle, so I'm like, you know, sometimes I'll just buy books. Sometimes、yeah. like I just get in a thing where I'm like, oh, that looks cool.、Yeah. Oh, that looks cool. Oh, that looks cool. And it's it's so like it's less than a cup of coffee. Oftentimes these books, right? So you're like, well, you know, what's the harm? Why don't I just buy it? But then I end up with all these books that I read about 15 pages because I was like, man, I want really want to read a great science fiction novel. Yeah. But I've read Asimov. I've read Heinlein. I've read like so many of the, oh, the you know, the, yeah, all the good ones. So now it's like. Now I'm venturing into like you know Philip K. Dick. I'm venturing into territory now where I'm like, okay, what's a great science fiction novel that I've never heard of? And so you go, you start like ser- going through your search terms of like、right. you know top ten science fiction novels of 2016, top ten or whatever, whatever, whatever. And then you know you're like, wow, this is a, you know I, I started reading this book the other day, and the first chapter was amazing. It was so good, and I was like, gotta buy it. Gotta buy it, and then chapter two, it just falls off a cliff,、really? and I'm just like stuck with this book now that has one good chapter in it that I've already read, and so I'm like, you know, I get really、uh, nervous about, like, I want to read more modern books, but I don't know, you know, wh- how do you know, how do you suss out what's a worthy purchase? You can't. You have to read it. Yeah, or you have somebody who's like a, a year ahead of you. You know、right. what I mean? Who's an avid like a collector or a read somebody who's like a nut for that kind of thing,、mm-hmm. and you're like, that's the nut that I'm going to talk to for for advice about.、Uh, I need a new book. I feel like I anytime I get advice, I would ask book, you. I would ask you for book recommendations all, for sure. Only I can recommend books about war. That's one thing. Why like, war? What is it so obsessed about war for? It's just so interesting. What is it good for? Well, I don't know. Some <laughs> war. What is it good for? What kind of wars? Is it a specific kind of war, or just any war, like just, fantastical wars, like, real wars, space wars? A, to me, the ultimate book ever written. It's most readable, interesting is the things they carried by Tim O'Brien. Incredible book, the greatest.、Uh, yeah, how a half truth and a lie can be more more truthful than the actual truth. Yeah, and that shit is so good that it makes it hard to read other things because that is so interesting. To where what happens to me is I get, I just can't. Okay, how how am I gonna? I can't do any better on this. 
Have you, I mean, Catch-22, I feel like, is a war book that'd be right up your alley. I think I've read that. I liked it. But something about... The things they carried, it has a... There's a there's a more there's more viscera in it. Like, Catch-22 yeah. has kind of a glossy, satirical... Right. Sort of, like, light-hearted uh, touch to it for a lot mm-hmm. of the book. Whereas, yeah, the things they carried is much more like... There's a there's a definite uh, like subversive palpable too. subversive like sadness and realism to it too yeah. like the atrocities that are described in the things they carried are very uh, difficult. And I've never yeah. heard anyone talk about how just the nature of truth being like oh well this is true because I said it is mm-hmm. and or it's true if you did you believe it was then it's true. Yeah, like well, just how 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 liquid how uh, what do you call it? well not liquid but um. Like amorphous truth is. Yeah, well, I was thinking about, you know, the other day, I was just sort of like, you know, thinking about the, the most, you know, one of the hardest things to sort of comprehend is that even the people you're closest to, mm-hmm. like forever, you will always only be a figment of their imaginations. Right. Like to them and for them, uh, how you think, how you are, how you feel, your whole person is sort of constructed through their imagining. Right. And the, the most you can hope for is sort of to become like a, a, a very detailed dream. Mm-hmm. You know of theirs, and that like uh, you know that that your dream of yourself and their dream of you is uh, close enough to and uh, near enough to each other to almost become indistinguishable. Um, but really, truly, like you know, uh, forever uh, to you, I'm just going to be something you've imagined, and I have no idea what that imagining represents or how it fulfills oh, yeah, itself you have inside no idea your brain. How, how how the other person perceives you, you just but, can't and that's know. the only way I'll exist in mm-hmm. reality for you is is the way you imagine me. So I am a creature of your imagination to a certain extent. Damn, dude. You know, but I mean, that's it's frustrating too because you're, you know, like to a certain extent, it makes things like just out of reach. What things? You mean everything? Just, yeah. Because it's only uh, you can only travel to the scope of your imagination, to the very limits of your your imagination. That's pretty damn far. Maybe. You I t- don't know. Have you taken psychedelic drugs? I have. What's your, I talk what, like I have. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. What's uh, what's the uh, what psychedelic drugs have you experienced? Uh, salvia, mushrooms, acid. So when have you? I've never taken salvia. Salvia was the strongest of everything. The yeah. briefest, well, it but is. the strongest. It is the strongest. Like, I can't believe that you can buy it legally at a tobacco shop. I don't know. Can you still? Uh, you might be able to. I think it's some of those things. It's also a, uh, a kind of a roll of dice. I don't think you can't just smoke it. It's not consistent. I well, think the I, delivery. You, it, depending on uh, not the stuff you because, get because they were uh, uh, distilling it to higher potency. Yeah, and I think that's 30X. the thing. Yeah, I did thirty x. Shit. And it was like I t- you'd, you'd take one inhale, one inhale, and it was like maybe forty five seconds to a minute and a half. You see, there's videos on YouTube. You can yeah. see it where you just disappear right. and you completely forget who you were mm-hmm. and everything about your prior existence, and you're in a completely new universe that has completely new rules. Sometimes I think like uh, like at one point I thought Meatwad was the Lord of the Universe because Aqua Teen Hunger Force <laughs> was playing in the background, yeah. and that he was like sucking me into the TV, and I was just sort of like weakly collapsed against an armchair and like kicking in the direction of the TV, being like, please no. What no, was Meadwad. What was the the most recent psychedelic experience you've had? Mushrooms. Okay. I did. I haven't done. I've only done acid once, and it was a long time ago. Yeah. It was a bit too lengthy, and it enduring for me to to like get into it. I think I'd be willing to revisit it now. Yeah. Um. But mushrooms. I did mushrooms. Uh. Recently, but you know, like it's never the experience that I'm hoping for. Usually. Really. I have like a. It's like a 
fast track. It's like uh, you know, speed in terms of my thoughts. You mm-hmm. have I have this rush of like thoughts, this yeah. rush of sort of like creative uh, uh, gestures mm-hmm. that occur to me mentally, and all these mentations and ideations. But then with uh, but I don't get the the strong visuals that I'm hoping for because I'm always okay. hoping to be transported to what is essentially like a magical realm. Um, where like you just see enough, crazy things. I'm, you know, I take tons of everything, yeah. and I, I just feel like there's some part of my brain that understands I'm in a drug experience you know what? and doesn't let go. I, I was just thinking about this the other day because I was I took some, uh, what do you call it, MDMA, mm-hmm. a small amount of it, right? And I've taken I've taken a pretty fair amount of different psychedelics over the years, and um, there's a certain certain drugs I don't like to take anymore because they don't they don't make me feel that great, like. Painkillers, for instance, I don't really enjoy. I don't enjoy that anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't even take Advil for the most oh, really? part if I can avoid it. Well, I used to enjoy getting high off of like, uh, like a Percocet or something, or something like Percocet, that. Yeah. yeah, I used to really enjoy it, but now I don't anymore. And I was thinking about this when I was taking. When I was on that uh, small amount of MDMA, also known as what the kids call Molly. So I was uh, taking that, and I was thinking about how it's not really affecting me that much. But I kind of was thinking, okay, I think what's happened here is my brain. It knows what's going on. It mm-hmm. it recognizes this, and it's it would take it's going to take because I'm I'm a I'm an experienced user of that stuff. So it's going to take that much more of something to really knock me off uh, off kilter to the point where I'm. <clears throat> it puts me in a state where I don't recognize it and I can't fight it. I can't fight yeah. my way. You through. surrender to it more fully. Yeah, because to, <clears throat> to surrender to it, I have to be, I, ha- I would have to be annihilated. I'd have to be Same. completely um, knocked over, like knocked out by it. And that's, I think my brain is now so strong with those type of, um, ab- I want to say like deviant experience, like experience that deviates from reality. Mm-hmm. It recognizes it so well that it's going to take so much, almost, I would say, a dangerous amount of something. I'm in a very similar category. So it's a weird thing where you have to, yeah, you can't, you can't trick yourself anymore. No, yeah. And well, this is the thing, too. I think there's something about me is I'm a habitual weed user. Okay. Uh, and uh, I've, I've, I've dialed down recently because I was just like, okay, you know, just, just let, let's clear, clear out the cobwebs for a right. little bit. But I think the thing about me is, like, people often can't tell when I'm high. Well, that's, that was the same with my friend. My friend growing up was the same way. Yeah. When he was not high... I was like, are you high? He's like, no, I'm not high. That's the thing I was going to yeah. finish with is that you can definitely tell when I'm not high, uh-huh. but you can't tell when I am high <laughs> because when I am high, I'm more normal right. to a certain extent, to like the definition of normal. Like I'm, I'm relaxed, I'm calm, yeah. uh, but when I'm not high, uh, you know, I, I tend to like uh, become overwhelmed with like thinking yeah. and, uh, you know, I speak a lot faster. I'm suddenly like incredibly energetic. I have these wild ideas. Um, I mean, I'm like prolifically productive and like really? constantly throwing myself into like new tasks at like a hundred miles per hour. And weed sort of like helps me sort of like buckle myself back in wow. and like take my foot off the gas. Yeah. Um, which is kind of nice, but it doesn't, it doesn't like, I don't have that like, Oh, there's Cheech. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think, like, it's the same thing with every other drug where, like, my tolerance level, uh, and I think that's just because of my level of experience. Yeah. Um, plus, I think, you know, if you're too knowledgeable about the thing you're using, it's sort of like... It can't uh, surprise you. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And you I can't think... can't get that, that novelty. is just, it can't 
do it. Like the first time I remember, the first time I ever took mushrooms in like mm-hmm. college, um, it was a wild experience. Oh, it was incredible. Because I didn't know what was going to happen mm-hmm. and my brain was so like, wow. whoa. And yeah, I haven't been able to replicate that experience as much since then unless I really like just I don't know if you snarf can. on a bunch of mushrooms. I don't know if you can do it. Yeah. And is that like, is that a good thing or is that, a, is that anything or is it just yeah. like this is who you are? And, and I've also wondered always is... is is this actually the experience everyone is having, but yeah. people respond to that experience on a different emotional level? Mm-hmm. You know, like I respond to the, the drug experience from a very cerebral place for the most part. Right. You know, it's a, and it is a, a very cerebral exploration for me. I think uh, as I've gotten older, I've sort of embraced more of the sort of like spiritual elements of drugs. But as I'm a fairly secular, atheistic person, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to like be like, oh, I'm having this cosmic awakening. Like that's not what drugs do for me. Yeah. It's more just like a scientific experience to be like, I hope I see something. I wonder what I'll see, you know? So you don't think it's it's not cosmic for you at all? It is to a certain extent in that I appreciate, I think it opens me up to different levels of appreciation Mm -hmm. um, and different kinds of thinking. But I don't feel like there is a, a force that I was prevented from touching that I'm now able to touch or something like that. Really? that uh, underlying, you know, that is underneath or surrounding the material fabric of noticeable reality. Well, you don't have, ever have any of that kind of thing when you're meditating at all? Sometimes I'm, I'm during meditation and I've had stuff where this is so intensely psychedelic, it's beyond psychedelic because it's, like it's like clarity, but it's... Um, it's something that is just not. There's no reality there. It's I cannot describe it in words. Yeah, I think so. so. I think I I, I definitely feel because I started actually meditating after talking to you. Right. So now I've been meditating for about since September of last year. Okay. Uh, you know, about six months or something right. like that. And I do feel um a much more stronger sort of like cosmicy thing from meditation sometimes because there is this sense of infinity and yeah. this sense of timelessness. Yeah, that that's, I think to me is, that that's what's there. And, and privacy, uh-huh. uh, I think, to the experience that is very like intensely uh, evocative for well, me. Like when you're in there, when you're down in that hole, or whatever you want to call it, it's like there's certain. Have you ever? Do you ever have like a thing where you f- you see and you're you're in a place, you're feeling something that you. It's like this is this is a different world. It's like a different dimension. Yeah, I mean, I think that like. I think for me, like a lot of it is just suddenly like uh, there's this real sense of freedom mm-hmm. and lightness right. that uh, is is atypical uh, in normal life to, to what most of my normal life yeah. looks like. Yeah, and that's like I mean worth it, worth it for that alone. You know, it, it changes the way I think and it changes the way I pay attention, mm-hmm. um, which is what I think is really interesting to me. And also, there's a it does feel like it washes away. A layer of useless thinking, yeah, of like nervousness and oh, mm-hmm. uh, oh what about this? What about what, what, what about that? What about this? It's like just whoosh. yeah, exactly. And you, it, and you it do feel down. It, it does feel like it sort of reveals some sort of more deeper, permanent level of reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's like what's exciting about it. sometimes exciting about it for me, but also just like it relaxes me, yeah, immensely. And it also puts me in a place of, of calmness where like creative tasks are suddenly seem much more effortless. I feel like for me, it's 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 becoming less effective. Yeah, you know, I I tend to do it's it. The when same I, as with the drugs, actually. I, I, if it's I have less, uh, I don't know how you. I would call it a peak experience. Mm-hmm. Like the the peak experiences I have in meditation now are not 
Now for me, the it's highs like, are not as high. Yeah, and it's something where or the the, the depths aren't as deep. Mm-hmm. It's less, I'm not going as as deep as I maybe used to because there was times when, for some reason, if I take speed and meditate, it's mm-hmm. like a fucking wild. Tri- it's a trip, man. I'm fucking tripping because you're going in two speeds at the same time. I I don't know. I think it's something about it that makes me helps my brain focus, and the focusing inside of meditation is so is so. I don't know what it is, but the the most psychedelic experience I've ever had meditating was when I had a pretty relatively small amount of like Adderall, like a like not a whole lot. Yeah, Adderall Adderall is actually a drug that I stay away from because it's yeah. too much for me. Like I I can't sleep for days. Oh really? If I take Adderall. Like uh, I'm grinding my teeth. I'm a nutso. Okay. Um, and I don't have uh, struggles with like focus or work. Mm-hmm. So like for me, it's like the the benefit is like oh great, I'm going to be super focused and super worky. So but too like much. I can't sleep at all. And I also end up like picking the hand picking the lint out of my carpet at like three a.m. Yeah, shit like that. That stuff's yeah. bad. That's like a thing. Where, that's like a truly negative aspect. I guess everything everything affects everyone differently. Slightly. Yeah. Um, um, I, yeah, you know, I, I think that there's, I, I'd now meditate as needed. Oh, you, you know do? What I mean? okay. Where yeah. I'm like, okay, I think this is a day where it's important for me. To, or like, I'll start to feel like a buildup of tension or yeah. stress in my head, like a weight. And I'll be like, okay, I need to like clear out. And then I'll like do 20 minutes or something like that. And it's really useful. If I do it every day, it starts to become a chore. Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be. I know. Can I speak from a, the uh, the I'll, I'll, from, I'll, from from a TM standpoint? I'll say, Lucas, you should be looking forward to it like like a delicious steak dinner. Yeah, but you know, I have to remind myself that all the time. Like, hey man, remember this is this is like a technology you have that you, you get you're lucky to have this technology. It's like having a fucking supercomputer that you're not using. I feel like true, but if you're not looking forward to it, isn't it better to acknowledge that you're not looking forward to it? Yeah, as opposed to lying to yourself and saying, oh shit. Oh. Well, I died. Oh, you I'm died. back. Uh, uh, isn't it better to acknowledge that you're, you're, oh, hey, I don't want to do this tonight? I guess, but why do you not want to do it? Um, sometimes I'm just like, it's just, uh, it's time that I want to spend talking to my friends. Yeah. You know, or, you know, like I have chores that I need to get done around the house. And honestly, I'd rather just go to bed earlier. Hmm. You know, like I'd rather like, or like, you know, you just run out of time yeah. or you don't wake up early enough and you're just thrown into the thrust of the day. And, you know, I used to be much more like, gotta do it gotta every do it. day. Yeah. And then like, uh, I was just like, oh, this is getting in the way of doing some things sometimes. I can see that. And I was like, and you know, to be fair, like I'm getting out of it what I still feel like I need because mm-hmm. when I need to be calm or when I need to, you know, when right. things are really up, I'll go back into a little routine of it and it clears me out and I feel good yeah. again, you know? So I don't know. I feel like there's something sort of useful to the as-needed sort of way of like, hey, this is just like, I'm not going to be precious about it or like mm-hmm. become dependent. But it is just like, a, when I need to do it, I do it. I think that's great. I mean, to the TM works. I think it absolutely, like meditation is something I would recommend to everybody. Yeah, I think, it's, I think eventually everyone's going to be doing it. I think we will have to. Yeah, because otherwise, because like uh, the pace of life is so fast now, like we're talking about all the information that, yeah, your brain is—it's just—it's not supposed to be—it's not supposed to be doing that shit. Oh yeah, you know, I've been—I've been thinking about trying to find different ways to slow myself down because mm-hmm. uh, I'm a very fast person. Yeah, me internally. too. Internally, I don't focus. I don't. Yeah, I go. I, I do think even right now I'm talking. 
mm-hmm. trying to describe how I'm going too fast. And I'm literally doing the same thing I just talked about. Uh huh. Yeah. So like, uh, I'm trying to find things that it, 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 like impediments now. I'm trying to find things that offer obstacles to yeah. to process and to to life. Like uh, it was the typewriter thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was like, you know, I write so quickly that slows and I you write down. so much that I end up just it sort of becomes like a, this pile of vomit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, there, there's not enough refinement. You know, the process becomes so fluid and so intuitive that you can literally just translate thought as it occurs right. to object, to document. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was looking back and I had like this 1,200-page manuscript that I'd written in like a year. What, what is, is it about? Oh, nothing. It is about nothing, you know, Jeez, nothing and everything, man. man. It's just literally, it's about a pigeon for the most part and like some other stuff. But it's absolutely, maybe 800 pages of it are just overwrought bullshit, uh-huh. you know, where it just didn't sort need all that. Sort of like Infinite Chest. Uh, uh, you haven't read it. You haven't read it. I'm not um, gonna. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I this is Johnny Pemberton saying I will never read Infinite Jest. Hi, uh, I want to go on the record saying I will never read Infinite Jest. Uh, what I will do is take a kick a used copy to the shooting range and fire several thirty out six shells through it and then keep it and frame it in a three D three D thing, a three D special, a three D frame. I mean. Uh, I would love to receive the second copy you did that too because that sounds uh super cool i'd read the copy that had your bullets lodged in it i think i think he's a good writer but i think he uh uh he needs to put some breaks on like you're talking about uh, breaks well yeah i agree i struggled trying to read the pale king the novel that he was working on when he killed himself right and it is a lot of like exploration for the sake of exploration right. uh, but i would agree i would say that infinite jest uh, for whatever reason, still feels at a thousand plus pages like an efficient uh, piece of writing and so worthwhile. Okay. I'm uh, not going to say that he's the greatest writer of all time or that it's like my Bible or anything like that. But I also think personally, and one reason I would recommend it to you, uh-huh. Johnny, is that uh, you will probably end up relating to a lot of the experiences he so accurately and microscopically describes. But is, I, I wish I, I probably would. And I have read some of his essays and feel that way about it. But there's stuff in those essays. I don't I, like his essays. Oh, well, I do. Because they're not so fucking long. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> it's like all of the effort of reading him, which is like in supply, encyclopedic, uh, footnoting, constant yeah. lateral movement, as you know, l- lateral authorial moves where he's like the sideways space in my story mm-hmm. is going to be maybe even longer and uh, more in-depth than the forward motion of the story. Like, his velocity goes in 360 degrees constantly, which I think for an essay, you're like, was this worth the commitment? Whereas with Infinite Jest, it feels like it pays off. Okay. I think it may be one of those things, sort of like the way pandas are dying because they won't have sex. Pandas are telling the world, that, look, we're done. Yeah, and to be fair, are they wrong? I mean, who are we to tell them they're wrong? Why do pandas need to keep existing if they don't want to? They don't. And I think maybe in some very bleak way, they're right. David Foster Wallace is no longer with us. Because he's a panda? Because he's essentially a panda version. He's the writer version of a panda. He's a panda writer. He's telling us, he told us, I've, I've, I, I put all the words out there. Now, I'm going to go 
go now edit this shit down. <laughs> well, because uh, I can't be alive to see you do it. Yeah, I mean, speaking of posthumous uh, things, Bulgakov was also all of his work was only sort of available after his death, and it was only allowed to be available because his wife kept all the materials wow. uh, that uh, all his writing materials and then pass them on to other writers who helped like edit and put them together and translate See, that to me is cool i like that idea of something it being wasn't cool to him fluid because that's like reggae bulgakov was pretty right. but pretty he's dead not, he's dead yeah i know he knew he was gonna die and he's like i'd like people to read my stuff before that so i could enjoy it <laughs> oh it's too bad yeah. Is there anything you'd like to talk about before I ask you about wolves? Uh, Something like, hey, if you want uh, to check out some stuff. Well, obviously, the people should check out your podcast on the same network. Yeah, brother. I do a podcast with uh, Barry Rothbart mm -hmm. uh, called Get High and Save the World. And, uh, it's pretty fucking cool. It is pretty fucking cool. We uh, get high, and then we have guests on who are doing something good for the planet. And you can catch us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. Or sold. Uh, or sold our Instagram handles at Get High Pod, and it's the same for Twitter. Um, Other than that, you can uh, see me as an actor uh, in an upcoming untitled Noah Baumbach project for okay. Netflix. Uh, it was pretty cool. Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver's in it. A lot of good people are in it. Um, and then I will soon be on the new uh, Genji Koan series, American Princess, uh, cool. for a Lifetime. Is that why you don't? Have, why your hair is so short now? Uh, no, my agents were just like, you will not get hired with long hair, man. You just did. Yeah. No, I cut my hair and immediately got like three jobs. Why? Uh, I don't know. I guess people are just like. They don't want to see an American with long hair. I want to have my agents tell me some shit like that. They also told me they're like, get rid of the beard, bro. Oh, and so really? I shaved and then I got another job. Did you do them both at the same time? No, I cut my hair first. I cut all my hair off in December. Right. Um, and then got a job. And then I shaved my beard and I got two more jobs. And then uh, this job, American Princess, they're having me grow the beard back. Oh, I wonder, do you think that's a function of the, of the look or just the difference? Like the change, was it the change or the actual the way you look? I think it's that, uh, that American television in particular is still very conservative when it comes yeah. to masculinity. Because if you have a beard, you're a homeless person. Yeah, and if you have long hair, you're like sort of a subversive counterculture. You're a punchline. Right. versus like uh, a protagonist so you'd have to play that character the guy who's like well you know what I don't have a car because cars are doing this hey you kids want to get in my van well here's the, here's the joke ready I don't have a car because cars are bad and someone says some, someone snarky in the kitchen says yeah it's because you got a DUI it's like uh, ha, 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 ha. yeah 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 like, canned uh, laughter canned laughter uh, that too <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah um, I, you know I, I don't know it's weird because it, it, it does completely change who I look like yeah. and, and I think uh, how I come across. I want to radically do the same thing, but I don't think I have, I don't have as much to work with as you. I can't grow a, a, a giant beard and my hair obviously right now is just, this is a very normal, can I just say this right now? I hate my hair right now. <laughs> Guys, I hate my hair. You look great, John. Guys, okay, patreon.com slash live to tape. Go there and you'll hear more about how. Guys, I hate my hair right now. Uh, what I... Want to, I either want to, I want so badly to have to gain 30 pounds or lose 20 pounds. 
Um, I would much rather lose. I've been heavy. Yeah. Um, I, I grew up a fat kid. Oh, you did? Yeah, huge. I weighed more when I was 12 than I do now by about <laughs> oh almost 50 pounds. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that's yeah, big. yeah. Were you the same height? No, I was much shorter. Holy shit, man. I was probably like six inches shorter and 50 pounds heavier. Holy fucking shit. That's a big <laughs> little boy right yeah, there. Yeah, it was enormous. I was the biggest kid in my grade school. Where is this? Um, in Chicago. Okay. Um, and it was really hard. People were really mean to me. I bet. Um, like, they're mean to all kids who stand out for one thing or the other. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, like... Nothing and, beats that, a fatty for... Uh, uh, for punishment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Punishment, man. Because it's funny, too. When you punish a fatty, it's hilarious. Uh, it's at least a, in, from my experience. I think it's like in our genes. Yeah, there's something about like other that we just want to poke yeah. and trip. And it's like, it's, I think maybe the fat thing might be something where you, it's like a visual indication of a certain kind of, I guess you could say, not failure, but like a, well, there's obviously a gluttony to it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a fact. There's something, well, it feels like. You know, there's something about it that suggests weakness, and I think that's right. because of the softness, the actual softness. physical softness of your body. Yeah. You suddenly are weaker. You're literally, you know, like, uh, truthfully, objectively, your body feels weaker. You right. look weaker. And I think, like, you seem slower. So people, like the little dog that runs around the big right. dog, you know what I mean? Just sort of yapping at it. There's this sort of quality of, like, but you're not dangerous. You're and not it's like threatening. tribal, too, because you're... In like a tribal situation, if you are, you're the weakest link. Yeah, though there are certain cultures, you, there were certain cultures for a long period of time where like size was a sign of wealth and prosperity. Right. So like the fatter you were, like the more powerful right. you were because you had collected all the all the food and resources. That still kind of, of is the, the same way. Like, there's certain people who I'm like, oh, you're big and that helps you. Yeah, yeah. it makes you. If you're like a tall man mm -hmm. who's who's kind of heavy, you can throw that shit around and people will people will do what you say if you're just like get out of the way. There are some people also who st look great yeah. heavier. Like, there are mm -hmm. some people who just look like they just carry it really well. Like, right. it gives them a gravitas or, like, a charisma. Like a John like Goodman a, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Where you're like, John Goodman's skinny, like, too skinny is kind of weird. Gross. Yeah, Oops. it's a little off-putting. Yeah. But him at a good, healthy, big size is like, yeah, that's the that's the John Goodman I love. That's the John Greatman right there. It's all about those bones, man. Uh -huh. What kind of bones you got underneath that skin? I think the regular kind. Yeah, you but, got regular uh, bones? I, I break my left arm a lot. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I just broke it recently. What, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, I got mugged. Where? But, uh, at, at Kitchen Mouse in Highland Park. I was sitting outside at one of the tables outside, and the guy mm -hmm. just ripped my chain off. Like, walked up to me and ripped my necklace off. What kind off. of chain? It was a garish chain, John. Oh. It was a garish, gaudy chain. And I think that's why he thought it was expensive, but it was really very cheap. Um, but I reacted uh, reflexively, and I think it was because for years I'd been like, well, what happens if I see a mugging? And I was always thinking to myself, well, you should stop the mugger. Yeah. And so I got mugged, and so then I ran after him. Right. And then uh, he hopped in a car, and I jumped on the car and then I started pounding on the windshield to like be like hey stop thief you're fucking um, cool but the windshield shattered when I hit it so I just started punching the windshield in Lucas when the fuck it was, was this him. it was in Highland Park when, Highland, when, when was December this? December 14th holy fucking shit and then, man uh, he started driving so I was like I have to get off of this car ASAP or I'm gonna be in a lot of trouble so you I broke left his off windshield the, with your fucking hand yeah and then uh, and then I, I leapt off the car and when I hit the road I sort of rolled, and that's when I broke my arm. How fast was the car going? Not very fast, but, uh, I mean, you know, it's just like a moving car plus the ground, and I, like, put my wrist down to sort of stop, and it just, like, fractured my arm, just, like, cracked it. What um, happened at the moments after that? Uh, I went back and had breakfast. But your arm was broken. Yeah, so I, so I like uh, they gave me some ice and I sort of held it and then I finished my breakfast and then I went to the ER. I filed a like, police report and then I went to the ER. Was like everyone, every like 
person in the mile radius wanting to like suck your dick because you're no, such a badass? No, they were just, I, I, no one knew what to do. The funniest thing was how much eye contact I made with people as I was chasing the mugger. And they were all just like still like watching me. Like, and it what was are a, you doing? Yeah, it was an interesting moment in like human experience where you're like, oh, this is what it's like, you know, your, your dream reality, right? Yeah. Where time, it's happening in like less than five, everything has occurred in less than 20 seconds, yeah. maybe, or 15 seconds. But it felt like the, this incredible, this profoundly long period of time. And uh, I, I made eye contact with all, it felt like a four or five different people while it was happening. And it was all the same sort of like vacant, uh, confused horror. Because, like, what, what is this guy doing? Yeah, they were like, what is happening? you on Don't the move. fucking wind, windshield. You broke their fucking car. What kind of car was this? It was like a shitty red car. The weirdest thing was, his, I assume his girlfriend was in the passenger seat of the car while this was all occurring. So he didn't have a getaway driver? He was, this is his car. He had a getaway pa- navigator. Oh, my God. So this guy stole the chain, got in the car, started it. Yeah. And then you're on the fucking... Yeah, I was on the hood, uh, wow. punching in the windshield. And then, yeah, that was like, and, and I made eye contact with her too. Also, a strangely like muted expression on her face of just like nothing. Like, I looked her dead in the eyes and there was just nothing there. Not in like assuming that she had nothing inside of her, but there was no like fear, no anger, no, no anything, no like, uh, no, no, I don't know. What do, what do you expect to see in that situation on I a person's know, fear? face? I mean, but there was just nothing. Which is like bizarre to me. I wouldn't have expected it. I would have thought she'd be like, ah, or like, sh- sh-, you know, like trying to do some activity. But everybody was just sort of like blank. That's insane. Have you ever done anything like that before? Have I ever done anything like you that? You have to have. No, I mean, I was I was a lifeguard for a long time, yeah. but nothing really happened. Uh, you know, like I just was bored for the most part as a lifeguard. But you are, you do, are you are taught like, oh, you go towards. A conflict, yeah, because you have to. You have to, because on a, on the beach, you, you're you know you're technically in that category of first responder, yeah. So you are supposed to you are supposed to respond. Jesus and I do wonder sometimes Christ, if man. like that sort of thing, tr- you know, teaches your brain to sort of react differently to situations. Yeah, because like as opposed to like not knowing what to do, there is like this part of you that's like, oh, they've inculcated like a response mechanism. Because it wasn't emotional for me either. Like I was just like, must stop, must. It was very like T one thousand. I just—it's just crazy to me because that sounds—that sounds like like such an event, and I don't know, man. I don't know what I would do. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I would do. I guess that's what I did. I don't—I don't know wow. that I would. Now I think I, I would still chase the mugger, probably, but I think I would. There were certain aspects of it, elements of it, that I would do differently. Do you like think- I would take his legs out. You would have like jumped on, jumped. No, 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 no. I would have kicked his legs in. Oh, really? Because like, I think that would have been the smartest thing to do is just like bring him down. Because I think once he'd gone down, people, other people would have stepped in. That's my thinking. Do you think you would kill someone if you had to? Yeah, I mean, like probably. Like in that same sort of thing where it would be like a reflex. Let's say you had like a, like a, like a club. Mm-hmm. And somehow you were, like, were threatened by someone in a similar thing. You think you would... No, I don't think I would... I think I would actively avoid trying to do that. Really? I think all my intentions would be to disable. So just be like, I just want... I, I'm not... I don't like... You know, murder to me seems horrible. But it's not um, really murder in that sense, is it? I, I think it would... If the situation dictated that that was the yeah. only way to get out of this problem yeah. or to protect... Uh, you know, myself or my family or something yeah. like that. I think I think that's what the re- I think that's what a lot of people would do. Is my hunch? Because when I was in South Africa for that movie, uh, it comes out, guys, June first. Got to go see Action Point in theaters everywhere. Uh, this a South African girl who worked on the movie. She was like in the art department, 
and she was friends with all other dudes who were in the art department who like were knock, like Knoxville's people who mm-hmm. he sent over there early to whatever this is beside the point she's a South African girl and we were talking about it's like, South, like I was talking about like how, how I was trying to try to get a gun before I got there just to have for protection but you can't a foreigner you can't have a gun it's illegal so I can't mm-hmm. have a gun and not that I really know what to do with it anyways in terms of I don't want to carry a fucking gun so I'll have, I brought a, I told her I brought a couple knives with me to carry a knife and she's like well, you should, I can't even think her accent. Uh, da, uh, it's like dale, a yeah. They say like dale, a lot of yeah. 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 Uh, I'm to South Africa. Have you ever stabbed someone before? And I was like, no, I haven't. Then you probably wouldn't ever stab them even if you're being robbed. So you should get a club. I have a I have a, a billy club, a baton in my car for that. It does feel easier to swing something than she to said. stab something. She explained this very calmly. was like, you, if you've never stabbed someone before, you're probably not going to stab them in the moment. But if you have, if you have a club... Hitting someone is not a big deal because yeah. it's like you're not you don't kill someone you hit them. Yeah. So it's like you're right. That's such a fucking crazy. It's a smart understanding of human human a, thinking. And what human a behavior. South African thing to think to know to know what you're gonna use when push comes to shove. I wouldn't fuck with that girl. Any girl who's oh that God. thoughtful and that ready. It's like them. she's obviously been she's been in that situation before. All those she's South just speaking Africans, from a place of knowledge. They're all fucking tough as dirt. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah, Cape Town's out of water. Which is crazy. Yeah. Oof. But di- that's a different story. Different story. Okay, well, those are the things about Lucas. And now uh, I want to hear about I want to hear about these fucking wolves, man. Okay, yeah. So I work at, I volunteer at this wolf sanctuary, Wolf Connection. Uh-huh. Um, you can do air, you can find it on Airbnb if you'd like to do like they do community hikes. <laughs> Airbnb. Well, they do Airbnb offers all these experiences now. They do. And some of them are incredible. I would recommend it even to locals within I didn't your know own that. city. Yeah, they're like me and uh, Barry. Yeah. Uh, have both gone and visited this guy uh, this bee farm. This, this local bee I'm farm, so, Eli's Bees. And if you guys go back, I'm in. Yeah, well, it's only like sixty bucks a ticket, oh. uh, or whatever. So it's like fifty bucks to go, yeah. and you get to go uh, tour this bee farm, and you get bee it's honey. In Topanga? Yeah, it's out in Topanga. And Dude, you, I'm in. I want to do it. It's soon. so good, and and you get to try all these different kinds of honey. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, if you're interested, uh, the, you can go look on Airbnb and go, you know, find a, a community hike, right. and you can go hike with wolves. Um, but what I do is like I go like pretty much once a week, and uh, you know, there's a lot of like grunt work, mm-hmm. which is meant you sort of like you're you have to spend a lot of time working your way up to you know interacting with wolves because there are different levels of of uh, danger and unpredictability right. and the wolves are sort of graded by a color scale um but yeah so there's all these wolves and wolf dogs and mixed wolf breeds like there's a wolf coyote mix there uh. as well and uh, there's no place for them in the wild and there's no place for them in a in civilization either so they're sort of in this gray hmm. limbo space this purgatory of like wilder of of you know not wild but wild, too wild what is the color scale uh like green very safe the safest it can be and the then safest wolf the safest wolf <laughs> <laughs> a great children's book um and then black is like unpredictably unpredictable oh my fucking god <laughs> and so like, like my dog <laughs> you know some of them like have very limited interactions like you know they get hand fed through a fence yeah because you can't go in when the wolves are hungry they're at their most sort of like intense and frenetic in the yeah. morning and so you see them like racing around their co- the compound and racing around their sort of uh, their their areas um, waiting to be fed and you're like oh, okay but after they feed they immediately it's like a night and day mm-hmm. they suddenly calm down so much but so much of, of the experience and so much of working there is, is learning how to build your relationship mm-hmm. with these wolves so that they trust you 
and you sort of have to uh, follow their lead to a certain extent because you know humans can oh, yeah. sort of try to operate more in a wolf mode, but wolves are not going to like try to be like a yeah they're not going to try to be human. That's what um, I always like to think about. It's you know how the whole the whole movie concept of a human being an animal and vice versa. If you turned into a dog right now, you'd be fine. Yeah, but if a dog turned into a human. Disaster. They will be in jail in minutes. I used to think about it like a different, like a reverse werewolf curse, yeah. where one day out of a, a month, on a full moon, a wolf becomes a human, and it's just the worst night of his life every yeah. single time. He's just wandering naked through the streets of, of the forest, or, or naked through the forest, or naked through a city, just being like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" He would just end up in fucking jail in minutes. In minutes, because he'd just try to attack a dog and eat a dog, or, or run off with a, somebody's cat, run into a bakery and just take everything. Uh huh. Yeah, and like, you know, like it's also interesting to think about the werewolf thing from a biological standpoint mm-hmm. is because wolves have uh, different digestive enzymes and different di- di- right. digestive system than a human. So like if a, a werewolf, when it, a human, when he becomes a werewolf, like if what you eat as a werewolf, does it digest in a Ooh. human stomach afterwards? So you're talking about the werewolf shit. Like there's going to be a big old greasy shit. After yeah. That. Like, well, if, if a werewolf became a human and then ate a ton of bread, mm-hmm. but then became a wolf before it finished digesting all that bread again, it would get really sick. Yeah. Because it can't right? take all those carbs. Yeah. It's not meant to eat gluten and bread and all that other stuff. Yeast, flour. It's mm-hmm. not meant for a wolf's stomach. So I was like, there would be all sorts of huge issues. Whereas like a human, once again, that became a wolf for one night and then ate another human would probably be okay. Yeah. For the most part, except for like maybe like uh, shitting out bones. I don't know. Like, yeah, shitting out bones. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, problems we're having. Uh, shitting out bones. Uh, what, what's I'm going to your doctor. What's your problem? I'm, I'm shitting out bones. Okay, okay. Well, obviously we need to. Tra- we should see a dietitian because your bone intake is too high. Yeah, it should be at zero, uh, and it's clearly not. Oh, oh, bone broth. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I was just chill, bones. Chill, 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 chill. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you have any other questions? Like, uh, you know, I, I don't quite know where to. Do there's a t- lot of different things about do it. Do they talk cool. about the coevolution of humans and can canis lupus? Um, That's yeah, what it is, canis I mean, lupus, right? I, th- I think I, I would know I off the top of my wolf. head, but it sounds right. Um, I, they, there is a lot of talk about uh, about sort of like the relationship humans and wolves have had mm-hmm. over the years, but also just sort of uh, a lot about a lot of it is just like. How wol- you know wolves can teach us certain things. You know, humans have developed certain habits, right? Um, in terms of relating to the outside world and to each other and to ourselves, that you know, uh, wolves don't suffer from, right? To a certain degree, like uh, there's there's this thing about like, you know, you can't. A lot of people come there wanting to have a you know with an expectation or a goal of a certain kind of experience of like with the wolves of like the wolves will choose them and go up to oh, them and God. they'll have this connected yeah. wolf experience and the thing is you have to let go of that immediately you have to be like the wolves might not give two shits about me yeah. and I have to learn that that's like part of it. Mm-hmm. And you just sort of like learn to sort of be like you know what's the proper you know they, they talk about this from the beginning it's like don't ask anything don't come here to ask anything okay. from the wolves like you're just here to be here and to work with them mm-hmm. and like you see it like the wolves respond more to people who don't try to approach them and don't try to like bring them in like people are like hey, hey no hey, expectations wolf, 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 wolf. and that's... the wolves are like very distrustful of that sort of like frenetic yeah. energy but whereas if you're just like I'm just here and I'm, I'm supposed to be here and you, there, there's actually body language that you can do too like you turn your body to the side so you approach that you know like you give them the side of your body yeah because you're not that's aggressive stance 
because it shows that you're comfortable with them, Uh right? But you're not turning your back because that's unsafe for you because the wolves are still wolves and you don't know what they're going to do. So you don't give the wolves your back, but you also don't give them your front because approaching them dead on is is considered very aggressive, very confrontational. Mm -hmm. So it's this whole thing of like, you're just being there, giving them your side, not asking for anything, but aware of them and conscious of them. And then, you know, sometimes they come up and then you have this moment of like, you know, sort of like very closeness to this wild creature that's sort of like eyeing you and figuring you out and giving you its space, which is very cool. Um, But it is like, it's something I, you know, I definitely was like, oh, you can take that back to our world of like understanding who is the dominant energy in a space and being like, what is the way to be here to let that dominant energy know that I am comfortable here that, but I'm not confrontational. Yeah. Like I'm like, give a person your side as opposed to your front or your back Mm -hmm. and not need anything from them actively as a, it's something that, you know, the, the best way to interact with these creatures. And it turns out that it's like equally an easier, better way to sort of get along with, with a lot of different kinds of human beings. That's interesting. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, everything you said is, I guess, that's how I deal with dogs. Mm -hmm. I've been doing that for a long time. I guess I didn't realize. I get along with dogs pretty well because I I never really try to... It was just ignore. If I meet a new dog, I just sort of don't pay any attention. Yeah. Especially big dogs. Yeah, and I I think they they dig that. There's like a sense of like, oh, okay, you're comfortable here. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, you're part of the space. Right. You know, um, other than that, like, you know, there's a lot of different things. Uh, wolves in captivity live a lot longer. Okay. So they experience different kinds of deterioration that a, a wolf in the wild might not. Right. So they require different kinds of medical care okay. and different kinds of dietary care. And you got to pay attention to poops and things like that and sort of be like, <laughs> okay, this is like a code set. This is a, and you score the poops. Are you serious? Yeah. That's cool. You know, like a, and the, you know, a one, it's like golf where the lower score is better. Like a one is a nice solid black poop. I think you Britt know? does that with our dog. She she looks at <laughs> poops all the time. Yeah, it's important with dogs. Like you can tell a lot about how sick a dog is by the kind of poop it's having. Yeah. Same with us. Same with us. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Study your poop. Know study your score. Study your poops. Know your wolves. Uh, stay on target. Reach to the sky. Beat a mugger. Beat a mugger. Be I still can't fucking believe that, man. I got the video. What? Yeah, it was captured on security camera. I can show you the whole thing. Okay, well, we're about to watch that now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Live to Tape. Please be sure to do all the things I told you to do earlier. And uh, I'll see you again. And um, also, God, I'm trying to think. I always forget like what stuff I have to promote. And I, cause I'm like, what, when is this going to be listened to? Jesus Christ, I don't fucking know. <laughs> just, just check out the Instagram and the Twitter and all that stuff. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, Lucas. Bye, bye, bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye, Lucas Neff.